Good to go. You know what I just found? Remember Lemmings? Yes. There's a Lemmings game. Like mobile? Oh, that's kind of awesome because that's a that's a good format for a mobile, like a game that transfers. Oh my! I wonder if it's on iOS. Let's look. You've never played Lemmings? Nope. You weren't you weren't a PC gamer growing up though, right? So I didn't have a PC in the house until I was And it even makes the fun little squish sound when they die. Lemmings, the official game. I didn't have a game that could run anything until I was in high school. I like played it on my Commodore. Games until I was yeah, high I think school. I did too. <laughs> I, I played um, a pirated copy of like the shared wear version of Doom. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we had an Apple II no, growing what's up. What's the other one? Then, uh, what was the other one? It was Doom Mac. and. What was the other one that was like Doom? No. But it was like uh, Doom. There was a whole whack of them, dude. Um, not uh, Duke Nukem? No. Maybe it was Doom. Uh, Hexen, I feel, it was like a medieval first-person no, shooter. No, it was very much like Doom, but it felt like the name wasn't it wasn't Doom. It was the other one, but yeah. maybe it was Doom. I don't uh, know. There was a lot of them that oh, were yeah. built off that. I liked Hexen because it was like you could be a wizard or a fighter or the other one. And one of the weapons you could get was the Porkulator, which would temporarily turn the other player, if you hit them with it, into a pig. Awesome. <laughs> And with that, we begin a new episode of Fruit <coughs> Earth Nerd. Yay! So, uh, um, to our, uh, hopefully we've got a couple new listeners. Um, Hi! Hello! From, uh, welcome. From post-wrestling, we, I, uh, did a guest spot talking about the MCU and Endgame on their, uh, cafe hangout, which was interesting, and had I known I was going to be on camera, I would have worn better clothes. <laughs> well, and to be pants. honest, they all do. Well, no, they... you can see that I'm wearing pants. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> weren't you dressed to go to a wrestling show? Yes, yes, well, I was. I went to. Weren't you wearing your best wrestling and, gear? And uh, our friend PCO unfortunately did not capture the Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Championship that night. Uh, but he did do a bump that made me think he was going to be dead. Oh. <laughs> He, I didn't know he was, was up for the title. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, at the Toronto show. It was... Um, he's he, still he tight, fought, t- tight champ, right? Yes, he oh, is would have been double, double, double gold. Yeah, he is the... Well, he, technically triple, because he is the NWA tag team champ with Brody King and Villain Enterprises, which is him, Brody King, and um, Marty Skrull hold ROH's six-man tag. Oh, I forgot they have one of those, yeah. Yeah, so it's we're still the podcast of champions. Nice. They have not lost that, but unfortunately, he didn't grab the belt. We've got to support the people who will actually come on our show. I'm just... <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not a wrestling guy, but I'm just looking at looking at what kind of news I can contribute to today's podcast, and Fox just announced their lineup, their, their Fox 
and yep. uh, Friday nights is two hours of WWE SmackDown. Yeah, yep. that, that was that deal was made a little while ago, and it's it's weird because it's probably going to change that product. Oh, because now they have masters that they're beholden to for ratings. Hmm. And wrestling, wrestling, and live sports are are very hot commodities for yeah. TV, right? Well, right. The, uh, Fox's lineup is Thursday night football, Friday night wrestling, yeah. Saturday night college football. So it's three out of seven days is because none of the streaming sports. services have really you, there's, tap into that market. No. You don't want to really watch it the day later. And Fox sold most of their you know everything else they have going other than sports, right? So yeah, and UFC. Well, their Sunday night lineup ABC, is still so. Simpsons, Bob's Burgers, and Family Guy. Yeah. yeah. And the Orville is coming back. Yep. Yeah, it got renewed for a third season. It did. So in this episode, we are going to be doing the news, and we are also going to be talking about Star Trek Discovery. It's a Yay. little bit old, so uh, warning, there's going to be spoilers, but I'm pretty sure most of our listeners have watched it by this point. Uh, really good show. And you guys went to TCAF this weekend. And we went to Tcaf. Yes, and, we did. Um, not a heck of a lot to say about TCAF, but, but we'll talk about say something it about the news. It. Speaking of which, Ryan, the news. news. Okay, so I'm going to try not to kill anyone this week. Oh, yeah, that was just my spidey sense typing. was tingling last week. So not last week. Well, last last recording was the uh, when we got home that night after recording was the announced that uh, P- Peter Mayhew had had passed away. Yeah, which is sad. And yes, I, from what I gather, sort of unexpected. Sounded like he was supposed to be at, at uh, uh, Dallas Fan Expo I think that so, day or that weekend. They set up kind of like instead of giving away his spot, yeah. they set up the, like a memorial table for him, which I yeah. thought was really sweet. Yeah, yeah. had and, some uh, books that you could fans could sign. They were going to be dropping yeah. them off to his widow afterwards and his family. And I, like I, I thought that was really really nice. Yeah, yeah, but that that means the convention thought that he there was a good oh, chance yeah. he was going to go because they would have announced that he was postponing or something. Yep, he had just had. Uh, back surgery or something like a week or two before this had happened. Oh, like, yeah. He had had some sort of surgery that it sounds like his death is due to complications uh, tied in with that. I've I've never heard a bad story about him. No, like like it's one of those things that like you know going to all these conventions you you hear about some some of these guys who are in it completely for the money and the other ones that like you know. You, Kind of it's have like, a bad sort of reputation when, with Star Wars like and stuff. When like the that. camera's on, oh, they're all, hey, I love yeah. the fans yeah. and this. And then when the cameras are off and you try to come up to them, and they're like, oh, leave me alone. Yeah. And not to name any names. And, but he's <laughs> he's one of those guys that I've never heard no. a bad thing about. And no, he seems either. to have a really good connection with like the fandom for Star Wars, which is like, I don't know if he did anything else in terms of films. Like I think um, if you look at his IMDb, there's one other, one or two other things in there. And well, there's probably some stuff it. where he's appeared as himself, maybe. Yeah, well, I think there's one in between Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back. Like there's mm. a horror movie or something, or okay. maybe before yep. that, just because you know he was a tall guy in yep. England. So, but yeah, sad news. Sad and, news. Yep. And he last played Chewbacca in Forza Awakens. Yeah, yep. he had retired from Chewbacca with Rogue One or Solo. The because he well, was he's not doing, in Rogue One. Yeah, uh, or <laughs> yeah, okay, no. Um, he wasn't in Solo either, was he? 
No, no, I'm he's pretty not. sure that's what's happening. Chewbacca was, was, but I don't think so. Yeah, Chewbacca was. But even, not. even in Force Awakens, he's only Chewbacca like half the time. It's well, the it's guy who is now taking mostly over. the stuff that when Chewbacca's sitting down. Yeah. Yeah. Which is because his knees yeah, and back. Yeah, and, and it, that's the the problem when you're that tall is it tends to wear out some parts of your body oh, yeah. earlier than mm-hmm. others. He had a really cool ass cane though. Yeah, the lights the custom lightsaber, lightsaber cane. cane. Oh, awesome. I think Billy D. Williams picked up on that from him too, and he has one now. Oh, does he? <laughs> nice. The two guys that aren't Jedi's have lightsaber canes. Yeah. Next. Uh next. Uh okay, so back to the you know, earlier talk of T V series that have been picked up. Nathan Fillion has finally broken his little curse of only getting one season out of his shows because the rookie has been finally been picked up for a second season. Hey, Castle. Yeah, there was lots went of seasons. Like of nine Castle. or ten nah, seasons. Nobody remembers that. Nobody I, remembers the show that ran for ten years. Yeah, I like Castle. And Castle was yeah. cute. Oh, uh, I just saw that murder he wrote. I, I forgot yeah. about Castle, even though I loved the Castle. Yeah. I loved it. But uh, is that even the article I read? It's like, oh, we're finally getting that monkey off his back. I'm like. Okay, sure. Well, yeah. yeah, so Castle yeah, <laughs> is the 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 outlier from oh, the other ones because there was a really cool one that I think it only got like a pilot or a pilot in an episode. Firefly? No, it was, uh, what was it called? I want to say it was called Drive or Driven or oh, something Oh, I remember like that. that drive. It was about like a cross-country race. Yeah, it was kind of like Gumball Rally or Cannonball Yeah, yeah, Run, yeah. I think there was like six episodes of Yeah, it. but serious with like a, like, like it did have some comedy, but it was like a, a more serious tone to it. Like some of the the drivers, their backstories were mysterious. And Ooh. as we as we watched yeah. the show, we would have been... yeah. Like, you kind of got the feeling that one of them, uh, maybe it's even Nathan Fillion's character. Was, it no, was, it was a, like a, a bank robber driver. like a, Or oh, like, okay. a, like a... He robbed banks during the race. There were six episodes plus an unaired pilot. Oh, okay. I, th- I think I only saw the first, like, pilot in one of the episodes. Of no, me neither. Yeah, yeah, and people were, like, forced to be in the race, too, right? It was an illegal race in it. Yeah, Oh, okay, well, at least that makes it a little more dramatic. Because I'm just like, I want to say it was McG, and they were given clues. Uh, it was lost um, the race. <laughs> Watch Tim out for Minear. the giant smoke monster. Oh, okay. And Ben Queen, the creators. So, yeah, um, I haven't seen the rookie. Is it any good? I enjoy it. Yeah. I do. I like it, and it's not so much. Uh, Joss Nathan Fillion. It's got a good ensemble in the cast, and it ended on a cliffhanger with one of the main cast members uh, hanging off, maybe cliff? dying of like the plague or something. The plague? Like that? No, oh. no, it was the plague. Some kind of uh, 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 what's the word? Illness? Uh, no, not a, well. It's not an illness. It was a uh, epidemic. No disease. Some, well, yes, it was a disease, but it was going to be a, an attack. Oh, like a, a biological, a biological, biological was the word I was trying to think I just of. thought of wow. something. So uh, with us is Jen. Hi. Ryan. Oh, that's me. And Kevin. Oh, did we, hello. Did we not we didn't do actually, that? No, we didn't no. actually. Yeah, we but jumped they know the gun. us by not, now. Not well, the new people. Not There's new people. people. Oh, right. New people. Well, hopefully Hi, we Jen. have new people. I'm the funny one. <laughs> <laughs> Jen's everyone's favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, good for Nathan Fillion. He yeah. seems like a cool dude. I follow him on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, but Lethal Weapon, one of my other favorite shows that's on right now, was not picked up. 
That doesn't surprise no. me. With Just, everything that's gone on with that show, surprisingly that it got a third season. Yeah. Surprisingly that the third season turned out to be as good as it did. Did we watch the third season? No, it hasn't shown up on Netflix yet. Oh, that's why. And uh, But yeah, I guess even during the third season... Uh, well, because they replaced Riggs, didn't they? They replaced Riggs. It's hard to survive that. Replacing which was hard, character. but they did, they did a good enough job developing uh, the new character and bringing it in and keep things going. Yeah. That I was enjoying it. But the other problem was... Um, what's his name? Uh, Damon Wayans. Damon Wayans, I guess, half, like, partway through the season was like... Yeah, I only want to be in so many more episodes. And then he signed on for a few more episodes. And then it sounds it sounds like he was ready to be like, this day-to-day being in a TV series is too much for me. And then now, sounds like by the end of the season, he was actually talking, leaning towards being, you know, coming back for another season. Mm. But, yeah, Fox well, just... Well, because he got his paycheck and went, oh, wait, this is why I put up with this crap. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the, the network just didn't pick it back up. Yeah. I, I I imagine all the stories about what happened with the previous guy heard it in the ratings. Oh, yeah. well, even just yeah, a lot of people probably just once you hear that they change the character over and it's like, well, now it's not Migs and uh, no, Migs, uh, it's not uh, Riggs and Murta anymore. Well, that's not Lethal Weapon. I'm not watching this. Yeah, but it was Stifler. You got a cat button in your face. Yeah, I got a cat button in my microphone. If you hear meowing, new people, that's Petra the podcast kitty. Well, yep. Yeah. So yeah. It opens its slot for somebody else to have a go. TV show that will probably get canceled because it's on Fox. Yep. Oh, okay, wait. So, oh, remember we had that conversation about who might play King Shark in Suicide yeah, Squad? Yeah, apparently we were wrong. Well, yep. Now, apparently Michael Rooker is in talks to play King Shark, which is like, mm. as much as I would love to see John Cena play King Shark. Michael Rooker Rooker's will, not a bad yeah. idea. Yeah. And he's James Gunn's lucky charm actor. He's yeah. in like everything that James Gunn does. So Yeah, he would be good. I still like the idea of John Cena running right up down the street going, I'm a shark, I'm, I'm a, a shark. shark. I'm a motherfucking shark. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know he's in talks this, to play a role. That's supposedly what it is. Yeah. But who knows until the movie actually well, He was Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> he, can be, he can be a shark. I'm a shark, y'all. Interesting. Yep. Uh, so Batwoman has been picked up for series oh, on the it? CW next uh, next uh, I guess next fall, which makes sense because oh, it, it's, it's going to be in the fall. Yeah, it'll be uh, starting next fall. I kind of wondered if it was going to well, uh, take, next uh, next season. Yeah, but I thought it, I thought it they might hold off on it to take it like that would go in Green Arrows or in which Arrow it probably slot. will. But Arrow's only on yeah. for 10, 10 episodes. Yeah, so right, so it'll probably. If it's not starting before that, if it does take over its slot, then that you know, you know, it's only mm. ten episodes, so it'll mm. still be in the fall winter. But next season, and it has been picked up uh, for a series. That's good. Yep. Ooh, and uh, did you guys see that Sonic the Hedgehog trailer? Oh my god! Yes, it was. Okay, wait. Now, first off, who cares about Sonic the Hedgehog here? Not me. No, not really. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. I didn't see any problem with him. Like, oh, it looks like a. I thing. thought it. Uh, I oh. thought it was a bad design, but it wasn't like anything that you uh, and the rest of the internet. <laughs> yeah. I, I believe my initial reaction to just seeing the still of the trailer, not actually before we hit the trailer itself, was ah, what's that? <laughs> yeah. So, 
I thought the only thing good in that trailer was Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey looked like he was, like, was putting like, in an afro. That was like '90s uh, Jim Carrey. It's Jim Carrey, yeah, exactly. Like doing the mask, Jim Carrey. Yeah, yeah but that's something really who's good. Of unfortunate events. Watching it's not enough to make me want to watch this movie. Watching the trailer but, made yeah, me want like, to watch the movie less than for when Brett a said video a game movie. movie. That makes sense. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he should be an over-the-top... His name is Dr. Robotnik. That's true. <laughs> you know, it should be kind of over-the-top. Yeah. But, unfortunately, the I had the exact opposite reaction to that trailer that I did with Detective Pikachu. Yeah, oh, yeah. Whereas Detective Pikachu is like, I don't know why I want to see this, but I want to see this. Like, there's no rhyme or reason to it. Whereas that was just like... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, the more I watched the trailer, the less I wanted to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it sounds like so. And, and a rare, rare change you know, with the internet, you know, did not like it because the internet doesn't like stuff anyway. Yeah, but yeah. this was justified. But, but the director actually came out and responded to the internet's hate oh, and really? said they're going to change the design. I guess there's a few things with the eyes and a the few other teeth. Others. It had human teeth. Yeah. So a lot of that Creepy. kind of stuff they're going to change uh, in time for the movie oh. release. Yeah. The, so the I feel sorry for the poor you know, our animators who are, are now, now have like a really tight who, who already yeah. hadn't seen their families for the last year <laughs> are now going to be, you know, disappearing for the, another year and probably not getting and, paid much extra for yeah, it either exactly so i'm guessing by our lackluster uh response to that trailer we will not be reviewing sonic the hedgehog yeah, on this podcast probably not. not that's probably a safe bet but we will do detective pikachu i hope one of these days i want to see that but yeah just gotta find well, time we'll talk about that after the show <laughs> um oh speaking of something i actually would watch <laughs> uh, so another Disney Plus rumor, yeah, a sequel to Willow. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Disney is in talks with Ron Howard. Well, there was books. it was a trilogy of books. Yeah, there was three books written to tie it in, like to our like the meta thing of our podcast, written by Chris Claremont. And that's how I knew who Chris, Chris Claremont was. That's the first thing I read by him. Was yeah. the Willow? Was the Willow novel as an adaptation? Yeah. yeah. Oh no! It's, it's it the, takes place no, after the it's film. The first book is Willow, and then there's two sequels to it, so it ends up being a trilogy altogether. Oh. Yeah. I think I had, I used to have them. I know, I, I'm pretty sure I, I still have the first one. Yeah, we may have gotten rid of them. I don't know. Yeah, I had them in hardcover, so I probably got rid of them years ago. But, uh, I interesting. Love I love yep. that movie. <laughs> another, you know, another reason, if it happens, for Disney to get our money once we finally get Disney+. Plus. Yeah, oh, yeah I'm, I guess we'll be getting a lot of the details of some of that stuff this week because the uh, network television upfronts are, are start this week. Yep. So on Wednesday, I think. So a lot of the streaming services will be doing something similar in the next week or or before mm. it in order to you know capitalize to on to be it, in right? the news at the same time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so speaking of, we already did get some announcements from Disney in regards to uh, the future of Star Wars and Avatar. Yes, this is interesting. Yeah. So starting in 2022. We will get a Star Wars movie every other year. There's no more one a year, no more... sounds like no more filler movies. It's just going to be like trilogies. It, yeah. Um, and then the filler movies will be the Avatars, Avatar movies in between Star Wars so movies. Star Wars, Avatar, Star Wars, Avatar, Star yeah. Wars. Uh. Cameron's got scripts for up to Avatar 5, so... We were talking about this uh, after we went and saw Endgame for the second time. Uh, Ryan and I were there. You two weren't. <laughs> Uh, I I saw Avatar once in theaters. Mm -hmm. 
All I remember about it is Blue Monkeys. I haven't seen it since. I have barely thought about it since. I think Avatar was a huge deal because it was the first modern movie that embraced 3D. And I did didn't it even see well. it. And did it well. Yeah. I didn't even see it in 3D. Uh, oh, so you missed out. Yeah. Because yeah. there's the, the first the, the first real shot I, f- I remember from in the 3D that really, like, like, oh my God, is the one where he's either, it's when he's on the ship going to the planet and he starts recording and there's that, you see his face and then there's like the computer overlay between you and him mm-hmm. and just it, the, 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 the depth of field mm-hmm. and it's like it almost looked like you could reach out and they touched the, yeah. the the computer overlay and it just to me that was like oh my yeah. mind was like eh, I'm, I'm not one of those ones that like one of those people that like will will crap on Avatar in the theater it was our, an amazing theatrical experience uh, once you got it home, it was it wasn't bad, but no. it, it just I still it lost enjoy the movie. something somewhere. It's a pretty right. basic plot. Yeah, yeah that's it's Pocahontas in space. Well, the amount of lawsuits it's for, it's that for in Gully in space. It's yeah, the amount of lawsuits yeah. that got filed against that movie for like, oh, it so, took my yeah. idea. It just proves how like kind of general a concept it was. Well, and I mean, not my, saying he did. No, but, like it's there my was at least five of them. My point of the whole comment was, how can you spin like five movies out of that? Well, Easily one enough. of them is going to go into the ocean. And Because we haven't seen the ocean on this planet yet. Uh, Pandora. Yeah. It's called Pandora. And you really, the whole thing, they, so they beat the humans and they sent them packing. But the humans want the shit that's there, the unobtainium. <laughs> Which, Which I, that, that is the one oh. thing that I'm like, fuck. Really? Like, you couldn't come up with a better Yeah, that name. really bothered me, too. It <laughs> yeah, but like, it, it why just, didn't you just call it MacGuffin Metal but and just totally, have it sit there? If you think about it, it totally MacGuffin sounds Young. like the name of a metal that a marketing team would come up with from a big corporate. I right? suppose so. And that's what they were, a big corporation. So... You know, imagine marketing that back yeah. on Earth. It's on Obtanium! Nah. So, so, you know, but now, so they've kicked the humans off. And is that what happened? Like, yeah. I so, thought that the whole point was that the humans went into the monkey people brains. Well, that is all that's that. part of it. So how did they kick the humans off of the... Not all of the monkey people were human monkey people. Some of them were just monkey people. Oh, I don't remember, remember the monkey people. The monkey people <laughs> lived there not. first. Oh, I really need to watch this movie again. That's how they got into they the monkey... in the soul tree. Yeah. And everything is... So how did they get into the monkey people brains? Computers. They, so they're not they, really there. They're like holograms. No, no they they, they, they built they download av- their consciousness into the avatars. Yeah, they built into like cloned like, monkey people. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was gonna say they were built, they robots. They DNA, you know, cloned a body, and then they. <laughs> whoop, <laughs> All right, I need to watch the brain movie. from one to I the other. It, I think we should start buying copies of Avatar and and returning them with our synopsis on the back of them to Walmart. <laughs> just so, so there's cloned monkey people and brains are being downloaded into them. And they, See this and in they the sti- theater instead of on your home TV. <laughs> and they stick their tails together to have sex. <laughs> that's the thing. That's what they're Ryan took tails. away from well, they, it. They, they, oh, they plug a big their head tails into everything, everything. right? Yeah. yeah. Here's into, the horse, into each the other. Horse into the thing I'm ride. Dragons. We plug, uh, plug our horse. Our... Horse Does ride. that mean that they're having sex with everything? Yeah. yeah. They're making they're a connection. Connected. Uh, they, can, they do it to the earth. Yep. But uh, so back to the actual point actually, of the story. So, <laughs> yeah, but, okay, so there's yeah. going to be five of them, maybe. Oh, who knows? Yeah. So they're going to be they're going to keep. You know, Let's Disney's see how well park, Avatar so. Two does first. Yeah. And we're going to have Star Wars movies till we're in our sixties. Oh, here's hoping. <laughs> 
I'm kind of. I guess sounds like they're going to do their more, you know, experimental Star Wars things, like where you know your Rogue Ones and your Solo will be more of a Disney Plus format thing. So like you know, like the Mandalorians, the first one we're going to get. So if that if if that gets a good reception, then we'll get more stuff like that. Yeah, like more side stories like that. I still think, as much as people blame the solo as, oh, it's a story nobody wanted. It's like, well, yeah, it is a story we didn't really need to have. You put it out at the wrong time of year, and horribly, it was horrible. The marketing for it was horrible. Yeah, like they didn't put a trailer out for it until like almost two months before. It was like two months before the movie came out. For what? For solo? solo? Yeah. And you put it out right at the same time as Avengers: Infinity War and Deadpool. Yeah. No, the timing on it, and it's. It's not an amazing movie, but it's better than a lot of people give it credit for. Yeah. But, so. Uh, yep, so that's that. Yep. Not to mention that also we got the, the Marvel release date to unknown Marvel movie. Yeah, right through till 2022 yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah so, so we'll be getting more details on that the summer after did, Spider-Man. Did you see, though, that New Mutants has been pushed back again yeah. to April of next year? Yeah. yeah. Hulu, Hulu. It's going on Hulu. I think <laughs> if it doesn't show up on Hulu, it's going to be the, the one that they're just waiting for people to forget it exists. And it's just going to disappear. It's because as it is, they kept talking about needing to do reshoots, but I haven't heard anything of them actually no. doing the reshoots. And the re- actors have even mentioned it because what's her face, uh, Maisie Williams? Yeah, from from Game. She's yeah. doing a lot of press right now, and people, people asked, have asked about asked. her. And she's like, "Last I heard, we were supposed to reshoot stuff. Nobody sent me a schedule. You don't yeah. think they could reshoot stuff to?" Bring it into MCU. No, I think make New Mutants the first of the X movies. I think Fox was unhappy with this movie to to, to start with. I think they were sold one thing and then got something else. Well, it depends on whose story. That was what they sold, but that's not what they wanted. Yeah, you know, it's the the film company changed its mind. They were probably told it's going to be like a a, a mutant horror story. They're like, great, great, great. They got that. That's not what we want. Yeah. Because studios have never been, you know, done no, that. No, yeah, and customers and have never done that reaction. No, Disney never. inherited it, and basically, well, we would have never made this in the first place, yeah. and yeah, they don't know what to their... do with it. But I mean, R-rated mutant movies have made a lot of money for Fox in the last little while, so yeah. they they're happy. Good to... R-rated mutant. Yeah. We don't know that New Mutants isn't a good movie. Yeah, no, it it, it could, could be, be perfectly fine the way it is, but it it's... also doesn't have Hugh Jackman or Ryan Reynolds. No, in it. but it, it shows that Fox was willing to take risks with their X-Men properties uh, and not that Disney or Marvel Marvel Studios hasn't I mean because we've we've gotten what a, we've gotten heist movies and we've gotten spy thrillers and we've gotten you know f- crazy f- space fantasies yeah. all f- under the Marvel Studios banner but Fox was taking some weird like dark risks with their mutant properties and um, I hope that we get to see this movie someday because the more it gets delayed, the more I want to see I th- it. I think yeah. we'll see it. It'll just be like it'll pop up on Hulu, like just out, like mm. with no fanfare or anything. It'll pop up or on Hulu and Blu-ray or Netflix, yeah, straight to DVD release type. Yeah, thing. it'll like, be here. without like somebody will like, and it'll be like IO9 will like, hey, look what uploaded on Friday that nobody knew was coming. Because that, that, that does happen sometimes. Yep. I, I think Fox slash Disney is looking at Dark Phoenix as the, the end of that X-Men universe. And anything that comes after that, it, they're not going to promote. Mm. Reboot. Which is, which sucks for, like, you know, even if the movie's bad, sucks for the people who were in it. Because, like, 
especially um, Maisie Williams, seemed to be really happy with what they did. Like yeah. she liked what they they had done and was very proud of her work. And now who knows when she's going to get to see it. So, yeah. so we got a new spoiler filled Spider Man trailer. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I have a theory about that trailer. Is your theory that Mysterio is full of shit? My theory is that the whole trailer is full of lies. That could be it too. It's <laughs> all a lie. That's yeah, my theory. But I love that everybody is kind of on this well, it could be an alternate universe where Mysterio's a hero, or it could be Mysterio full of shit. It could le- like honestly go either way, which the is the people who really never good. heard of Mysterio are like, ooh, alternate realities. Yeah. And the people who know Spider Man comics are like Mysterio's full of shit. Yeah, but you know, like the movie could go in either direction. But if he's pulled the wool over um, Fury's eyes, exactly. Like, so I, I kind of think that the the like the Molten Man and the creatures that we've seen the in it, elementals, that yeah, they're calling them those are gonna. That's totally gonna be. I wouldn't be surprised if it turns out to be like Molten Man and you know, well, the, the, the Hydra Man. It, it is Molten Man because that's what it's listed as the in the Build a Figure. Yes, uh, but that's a toy. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily mean that that's what's in the movie. Nah. Remember, gray suits versus white suits. I don't think Sandman's in it. No, or but they're not calling him that. And uh, but Hydra, no, is it Hydra, Hydra Man? Man. Yeah. Yeah. He's in the toys because he's one of the figures, but they're just calling them water and fire elementals uh, in the movie. But they could turn out to be those characters. Yeah. Just not. Well, well, I don't think they're the characters. I think I think they're illusions or uh, constructs. So Mysterio looks good. Well, yeah. even if it could be those characters working with Mysterio to make him look good, or something like along those lines. My favorite bit in the trailer though was Mary Jane saying, "Well, of course you're Spider Man." Well, that backs up that she's not an idiot because that was part of what what we all liked about from Homecoming is that MJ was not stupid. Yeah. Now, I wish they hadn't shown that in the trailer. Yeah, that would have been a, a pretty good like comedic beat. That would have been a, like a, oh my god part in the movie. Mm. Now, part of the the big internet theories with what we've seen so far, a lot of people are thinking that Nick Fury is not Nick Fury. Oh, that, that he's Nick a Fury's Mysterio the, construct as that well. That he's the chameleon. Oh. That's an interesting theory with no basis for it, but it would I forget explain... what the basis... I think some, you know, if you really dig into the... You can find it on the internet. The people... There's a thing. Yeah. I don't know if somebody had said something in one of the scripts or uh, one of the... Something, a casting. But my big problem with that is, okay, so if he's a chameleon, what about Maria Hill? Because she's there with him. Yeah. So is she also cat. someone too? Like no. Or the the plot of the movie is that Maria and Nick Fury go, and then they realize Nick Fury isn't Nick Fury, and then it's Maria and Spider Man trying to go against Mysterio. Maybe. Yeah. And, and Chameleon. And Chameleon. Um, my other problem with and you see it in this trailer too is Peter has a real hard time about keeping his secret with people. Yeah. But now I guess it could, you can make the argument that well, if he's there with Nick Fury and Nick Fury's introducing him to this other guy without a mask on, then it's like okay, I guess I'll take my mask off too. Yeah. But he is still naive to the this world a little bit, right? Like you know, we saw it in Infinity War. But he we're went using, to space. We're using. He super- went to space. <laughs> Yeah, but you think he'd learn well, like, after with the villains he... with what happened in his own first movie. Yeah. Yeah. But even in Endgame when, you know, he sees Captain Marvel for the first time, his mask is off and he's like, Hi, I'm Peter Parker. Not, Hi, I'm Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Well. No, I think they're they're really playing up the fact that he's a kid. Oh no, and I think it's great. I yeah, love the I love it too. The direction they're taking Spider Man when he shows up in Endgame and you know and the way he he is in that movie. I love it. Uh, I I can't wait for this next movie, and yeah. it should be interesting. Yeah, and and due to him because he can't keep his mouth shut, we're but yeah, now yeah. it's okay. We're learning stuff about Endgame that we didn't know before. So one. You know how we were talking about the the scene. I thought you weren't where, planning to talk about yeah, anything on this podcast. The scene at at the end, uh, the funeral, the, the Tony's funeral. Yeah. They told him that it was a wedding. Well, it, they called it the wedding. Yeah, they called it the wedding when they filmed yeah. it, which, which makes sense it was for a, a clothing sort of thing. Yeah. But apparently they were all there. Yeah, it wasn't like yeah, we, I thought, thought it was we, composited, but they no, were all yeah, there. Yeah, they were all there. The funniest it's one part of the is few times they got him because he was on that interview with on Jimmy Kimmel, which I don't understand why. The cast of Spider Man is going around doing interviews on like Jimmy Kimmel Live and doing all this. Pro- ABC. Yeah, I know, but I mean, it's it was still- just a trailer. The movie's not out for another month and a half. Yeah, but they the it, they will they're be doing still- press in China and Hong Kong when that movie comes out. Then they're really? also still riding yep. high on the buzz from Endgame, right? Yeah, because so. uh, uh, the uh, that's uh, Endgame. They split them up into teams. It was a, it, so you saw a chunk of them on Kimmel before. And then when the movie was released, you saw another chunk of them afterwards. Oh yeah, but they and do that all the time with the and usually yeah, they, you and know, then, that first that, that week that it comes out, he, he's got and people in on. This case, but I, this is a, over a month yeah, and a half. But he's going. I will put money on the fact he'll be in China and Hong Kong like the week before the movie comes yeah. out. Because they even did a whole thing in Disneyland last week. Yeah, where he went, he was on you know, secretly in costume doing photo shoots with people. Until the uh, cast was, was came he, out. Was he in the Spider-Man costume at, that people were taking pictures with? Yeah, like he was in Spider-Man costume, that. and he was posing, and they'd bring, you know, they had a whole line. And there's a whole video. You can see these people are doing, you know, this, they're waiting in line. <laughs> and to meet Spider-Man. To meet Spider-Man. And right. it's like the great, you know, it's the like movie costume. Parks, yeah. Yep. And uh, did, did the people come up, and then he, you could hear him say, okay, well, here. And then, the, and then he'd do like a Spider-Man pose. Like he'd get down in the crouch yeah. or, or something, and they'd, they'd you know, take a photo, a couple photos. And then they'd, the next people come out, and they did that with like three or four groups. And then like the fifth group, it was like a, it's like a group of like boys and girls club people or something like this. Yeah. And then the then the rest of the cast that was there. So uh, was it Jake Gyllenhaal was playing Mysterio? Yeah. yeah. I was, no, I'm always not sure about his name because, you know, him and... Uh, who do I always mix him up with? I don't know. I don't know. Matt Damon. No, not Matt Damon. <laughs> Toby Maguire? Yeah, probably. But I know it's not Toby because he's Spider Man. But in, uh, in the previous incarnation. But anyway, so the, he comes out. Uh, Sanjaya? Yeah, Sanjaya plays. Sanjaya plays. MJ. She came out. Ned came out. Uh, so they all came out and got, they, they photobombed the group. And they turned around and they were all excited. They're like, oh, and Ned's hilarious. He's just like, oh. Did he have a shaved head at that point? I think it might have been shaved. Because he's doing the... I don't know if it's for a role or something. He's got a shaved head right now. and oh. it, it, it makes him look like a bad guy. <laughs> but so like they all he should be playing thought, like an Asian gangster in something. I thought he looked like Psy, the, the singer who did... Oh, but he has hair. Gagnum style. No, he didn't have hair, did he? Yeah, he does. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, like, anyway yeah. so they all like the fans are all excited and they're all excited, and then so like, the Spider Man is just kind of standing off to the side, and he's, then he goes, "Well, wait a minute!" And then he pulls his mask off, and they turn around, and then it's like, "Oh, everybody's excited and freaking out, and hands are waving and mouths are." Against. That's but, cool. Well, speaking of Spider Man and Disneyland, 
um, plants got leaked for the Spider-Man ride that they're building there because they're building a Marvel Land at California yeah, Adventure. Yeah, because they can get away with it there. And yep. so I had heard that it was just gonna it's gonna be something totally different. But what the plans that got leaked uh, that all of the theme park news sites are talking about is that it's going to be a, an interactive dark ride, a lot along the lines of Toy Story. I don't know if you've ever been on the no. Toy Story ride at. Um, at Hollywood Studios, in the Toy Story ride, you you shoot. You've got this little thing that you, you zap. Oh, it's kind of like the Men in Black ride at yeah, Universal, right? Yeah, it's mostly on screens, and I don't really love the. It used to be the number one ride at Hollywood Studios, mostly because it was one of the few rides there, but and it was one of the few rides <laughs> kids default, could go on. Default. But you shot stuff at the at the at these screens, and there was like mm. little different video games that you rode through. But apparently, with this Spider-Man ride, it's going to be web shooters. So you, there's not an actual physical controller. You just sort of shoot your hands at the images. I hope they do a lot of testing before they get well, that one. There's out. already yeah. a ride that uses that technology at Legoland. Oh, okay. At Legoland in Florida, they have a ride so, based so. on bricks at them. No, it's their Ninjago ride. Oh, cool. And, yeah, and so the Ninjago ride, you just sort of like do karate chops at people on these screens. So apparently it's using that technology, but it's Disney, so they'll plus it up, I guess. But that's the rumor of what the new Spider-Man ride that's going into. It's going into California Adventure and Disney Studios Paris. More so, reason for Disney to get our money. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> Spider-Man trailer, spoilers. There was a spoiler warning on it. So they've started playing it at the end, uh, after Endgame now. Yeah, I heard that. Which, not if for our sit, showing. If you sit through the credits. That, that kind of makes sense because then it'll, like, it, because people are staying for an after credit scene that they're not getting anyway. So. Yeah. And I guess they're, they're putting a little thing before the movie with him. I don't know if they show the like, first trailer. And say, hey, and, stay, yeah. you know, after my movie, it's full of, you know, to see my new trailer or something like that. So, but, and so the last little bit that I've got written down for news is... Uh, for Brent and I and our uh, toy collecting, uh, Hasbro announced the second wave of the Avengers Endgame action figures. Because they were holding off until because the, of the movie was out. Because mm. the build of figure is Professor Hulk. Yeah. Profe- oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. But uh, and then the uh, like for Infinity War, where you have you know the the full size Infinity Gauntlet that I've got at home. Yeah. So this time they've made a full size Nano Gauntlet. So the Tony the Tony Tony Hawk one, yeah, the Tony it's a Hawk skateboard, one. <laughs> the, t- the Tony Star, you know, the Iron Man one. Spoilers. <laughs> Tony Hawk rides in a skateboard and does an ollie off of Thanos's oh. face <laughs> in terms of the dust. Uh, and so it's like Hulk size, so it's like nice and it's big to be this, more or less the same size as the other one, but it's the other hand. So I got to get yeah. one so I can have double handed Infinity Gauntlets. <laughs> so uh, I know you don't collect toys, nope. uh, but you do appreciate when it's like lesser known figures. Mm-hmm. This wave has Rock Python in it from the Serpent from Society. From the Serpent Society? Yeah. <laughs> they've, they've slowly been building the Serpent Society. I've been getting them. Like I've got, I've got all <laughs> the Serpent Society guys, uh, except for Constrictor. Constrictor is one of the ones that I don't have. Oh, did you miss wow. that one? He was one of the early ones yeah. before I started collecting, and now because some people, it's now dawned on people that like, oh, oh, we're they, getting the we, whole collection. You can, we're slowly getting that whole evil team of snake-like people. Wow. And it's like baby blue and dark blue colors. It, it's going to look really neat because it's a different color contrast for. And uh, then the like the movie spoiler figures, like there's going to be a rescue figure. Oh yeah, there's going to be. Um, who are the other movie figures in the in the wave? Oh, the big uh, big war machine. Yeah, the the war machine from the the film. Oh, and Shiri. 
Yeah, but that's not really a spoiler. Like no. we knew she we was knew coming. She yeah. Movie. Well, and we knew that that action figure was coming out too. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I guess Professor Hulk and uh, Rescue were the real surprise ones, like the spoilers. If you hadn't seen the movie and mm. saw those, you'd be like, "Oh, where did these come from?" Mm. I got two little bits of news. Okay. One is on Star Trek Picard and where it will be airing outside of North America. Not Netflix. Oh, Discovery, okay. That's weird because Discovery was Discovery on Netflix. Discovery was on Netflix. It was just announced today that Star Trek Picard will be will be streaming on Amazon Prime. Yay, we have that. Outside of Canada. No, oh, outside of the United States. <laughs> now, what's uh, it streaming on in Canada? Is it going to well, be the same deal as last depending time? Depending on which website you read, some of them say it's going to be on space. Uh, and I would assume that Bell Media would have signed a deal for all of the Star Trek product. Yeah, or out. whatever they were the able to. The other thing is, CBS All Access is available in Canada. Yeah. So, like I said, Star Trek dot com like the official star trek news releases haven't really said anything yet yep. i looked at io9 and they said it's going to be on space and uh, but uh, but yeah. the rest of the world but amazon prime apparently. amazon prime it's going to be on amazon prime so for our one russian listener or two russian listeners out there and Hello. i'm not making this up nope. i know you're there we saw the stats <laughs> we see the stats and you get, feel free to email us whoever you are it, you're in that area somewhere because that's what SoundCloud counts you as. If you're not actually in Russia, I apologize, but you're like, you're somewhere in that We're region. using a Russian VPN to yeah. master your IP well, that, address. That, that is a distinct possibility. But. <laughs> so so the way, other, thanks the for other listening. bit of news I have relates to um, Galaxy's Edge, which opens this summer. Um, in, you mean my future home? Yeah. yeah. So uh, they've already done all of the lottery reservations for Disneyland for mm-hmm. their opening for the first three weeks. We're going to see how that works out. But they have announced uh, what they're doing in Florida for its opening in August. Um, so it um, Galaxy's Edge opens August 29th at Disney's Hollywood Studios in Florida. Um, starting on September 1st, that park, and go, running until November 2nd. So for the first two months... Disney's Hollywood Studios will have what they call extra, extra magic hours. Now, extra uh-huh. magic hours is a benefit for hotel guests, where at select parks each day, you can get into the park an hour early. That makes sense. Um, during those first two months that Galaxy's Edge is open, Hollywood Studios will have extra, extra magic hours every day, uh, which means that you can get into the park at 6 in the morning. This is also a way to relieve congestion. Good, well, right? let's hope. Um. Uh. Yeah. So. Uh, so before that, from August 29th to August 31st, they're just going to open the park at six. Yeah. So anybody can go to the park at six, which means people will be lining up all night. Oh, I, oh would, yeah. I would assume. Uh, because of that, because of the amount of people they're expecting at Walt Disney World, they're also opening Animal Kingdom and Magic Kingdom for extra, extra magic hours from August 29th to November se- yeah. 2nd. And those parks will open at 7. It's like those new 400 off-ramps. That's yeah. why they're building them. It's to spread out the congestion the a little out. bit. Yeah. Uh, Epcot's just going to have regular extra magic hours. But, yeah, so every park will open at least two hours early between now, uh, now and November. Did you read how they, because of the the time limit that you get in Star Wars Galaxy to begin with? 
Yeah, so have four you read hours? how they're getting rid of people out of it? Stormtroopers. They're being escorted because your wristband's a different color or something, yeah. right? Yeah. So the people, once your time is up, and I guess if they find you, you will be escorted out of Star Wars Galaxy's, Galaxy's Edge by a group of stormtroopers. See, no. That, the fa- I'm going to stay late in order for that to happen. Exactly. The fact that they actually <coughs> announced that that's the, what's going to happen, now everybody's going to do that. Yeah. The that other, may only be for the first little while, yeah. though. The other thing I heard uh, just recently is about the lightsaber experience and you know how it's really limited like only 14 or 15 people can do it at a time yes um part of the way they're going to work on that is is have that happen is that only select people will be allowed to go in and and you've got to find the door like it's a secret hidden place and you've got to be escorted in so i mean disney is the is that maybe only to start with i don't know but Disney is the master, especially in at their Florida parks, of tracking the data of and the and yeah. Because well, that, that, everybody the, uses, that type of theme fits into the whole what they've talked about. You know, depending on how you do in the Millennium exactly, Falcon ride, you may exactly. get a different interaction. So depending on the choices you make while you're visiting the land, you will either be invited in or not. Depending on how much money you spend in the up yeah, gift exactly. shops, you will be invited in or not. That's the only the only problem I see with that is there's going to be complaints about it because oh, yeah. there's going to be people who want to do that with their kid. Yeah, and so well, there's just I can collectors see that, for that the... want to do it and try to do like every different version of lightsaber over time. Yeah, yeah. so it's going to be interesting. I'm. Sort of glad I'm not going to Disneyland this summer now. I just yeah, I, well, we all want to go, but like I, I'm, I'm willing June to June 2021. So that's it for the news. That's what I got for news. That's um, it for the, news. The only thing I'll add because I mentioned it to uh, to Kevin is a little bit of music nerd news because it's just kind of spectacular sounding. Okay. Um, What's up? So the Woodstock Festival that was scheduled for this year, that's not happening. I didn't know there was one scheduled for yeah, this year. Yeah, it, it's uh, tickets uh, have been... You know what sounds like a good music festival that's scheduled this year is that Roxas Fest that's happening yeah, nearby. Yeah, that's some good... Hey, Aerosmith's going to be there. Yeah, yeah. And Nickelback. Mm, that's where you lost me. <laughs> no, good they're Canadian not as band. bad as everybody says they are. They're just not particularly great. Ah. Um, so... But, so Woodstock uh, 2019 appears to be canceled because they had, like, they had performers lined up for it, but... This is the 50th anniversary. Yeah, so depending on what story you go with, they either somebody embezzled money out of the company and they can't get it set up, or the more likely culprit tickets aren't selling quite as well as they thought there was going to be. And that's, like, it's a lot of money because Jay-Z's on it, right? So that, that gives you an idea of how much money that they're throwing at these people. Yeah. It's not like '94, where like there was bands volunteering to be on it. This is this is purely a moneymaker. However, Woodstock '69, the original one, they are releasing it on CD, the entire thing. Oh wow! Because uh, up until now, you've been able like a lot of them, like the Jimi Hendrix set, you can pretty much got on CD, and but they're releasing a box set of all like it comes out to a grand total of 36 hours. Of, of music, and it's going to be the. I saw it from the NME, so it's like 620 pounds, so over a grand for this box set. Yeah. 36 discs, 
Um, one Blu-ray, one hardcover book, one replica poster or lithograph. It comes in a box that looks like the stage. Oh, nice. So you're getting your money's worth? Question mark? Like, I'm a big music nerd, but, like, it's kind of neat to see, like, all that. Like, because there's a lot of... there's a lot of the in-between sets. We've never heard the entire thing unless you were there, right? Yeah. So, like, Richie Haven's going on for, like, like an hour and a half or whatever because the other bands hadn't shown up yet. <laughs> so that's it for news. That's um, it for news. I guess, Jen, do you want to talk about TCAF a little bit? Yes, tell yeah, me about your adventures. Tell us all about TCAF. We went to TCAF on Saturday. And really? what is TCAF? It's the Toronto Comic Arts Festival. Ooh. Uh, and held annually where? Um, Toronto Reference Library. Library. I forgot what it was called, <laughs> and a couple of other places. Um, and it was so busy, but there's a lot of uh, local indie uh, artists and authors of comics, and uh, they get and a some couple big, big name big ones names. too. Yeah. yeah, some international ones. Getting there. They get a couple big names too. Um, uh, yeah. So we went to get. We had gone before a couple of years ago. And then we didn't have much going on, so we decided to go again. <laughs> yeah, because it's free to the public as well. Yeah, it's well. free mm. to get in. So, um, yeah, I, I wanted to get my uh, Squirrel Girl book signed, uh, the novelization I have, but the authors were only there from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m., and oh, we no. got there at like yeah. 2, so <laughs> missed TCAF's that. TCAF's schedule doesn't exist, as we found out, because the signing I wanted to go to was only in the morning as well. It exists, but it's in their print uh, program that you only get when you get there. Yeah, and their website's kind of a mess, yeah. but regardless. Anyway, so we wandered around, ran into some friends. Um, uh, I got a, a print of uh, a Squirrel Girl cover by the artist who does all the covers. Erica Henderson. Erica Henderson. Oh, nice. What yeah. size? I don't know. That big? Okay. <laughs> I know you guys can't see that, but I honestly don't know what that is in numbers. <laughs> 11 by 17 yeah. size, maybe. Yeah, about maybe. somewhere around there. 12 by 18, something like that. Yeah, I got to measure it so I can get a frame. So I got that signed, and Ryan North was sitting right next to her, so I got him to sign it too. Uh, and then I picked up, because I like to wander around, and, and you know, if something catches my eye and it looks interesting, I like to buy it, whether I've heard of it or not. So I bought a book called, uh, I haven't read it yet, called Magical How, and it's a magical, sort of a magical girl's trope but it's a magical boy Mm. but he turns into like the typical magical girl outfit with the like skirt and everything and uh, the art looked the art looked really nice so i decided to to buy that and give it a shot and the other thing i bought was i can't even remember what it was called but had a goat on it and in the very first page the goat throws up and it was really cute so i was like i'm buying this with the puking goat in it Sorry, I'll, I'll get the name and take pictures of it and put it on Instagram, but I haven't read it yet and I don't remember. But the uh, art style was very much like Jay Fosgitz, so it yeah. kind of was like, ooh, it's a, I like that style. It's very cartoony and cutesy. Um, and the lady who writes it and draws it was very nice, so I talked to her for a bit while Brent was doing other stuff. So my signing was, uh, was also in the morning that we missed. <laughs> um, so we went up to, uh, to the third floor, and I ran into our friend Adam Gorham, who... Uh, let in uh, some details, and he told me he's pretty sure it's been announced, so he gave me the go-ahead. He's drawing a Punisher one-shot nice. this summer. Um, it's, uh, it, I think it's called Acts of Violence. It's a riff on Acts of Vengeance, like that that crossover. So it is the Punisher and J. Jonah Jameson versus the Brood from X-Men. <laughs> 
Uh, he showed me a couple pages from it. Like, they're already drawn. Um, he's doing double duty because he's drawing... Um, he's just finishing up uh, Punk Mambo for uh, Valiant right now. So he's finishing that up and starting this book all at the same time. Like, it's apparently a real tight deadline. But he thinks it... Uh, it's going to be pretty good when it comes out, and his style really works with like a grittier sort of Punisher. His J. Jonah Jameson looks a little bit like J.K. Simmons, or at least in my mind. He's like, nice. really? I'm like, That's yeah, okay. I think so, yeah. Um, and I'm not allowed to talk about it, but he did sort of offhandedly mention something else he might be working on. And I might know something, but I can't tell you about it. If because it happens, it's pretty he cool. He does that all the time. I know. All the time. <laughs> Uh, I also went he just over. Likes to know, yeah. I bought a hardcover from uh, Jim Zub, who has also been on our show. Uh, Skull Kickers Volume One, which is kind of a D and D sort of comedy action adventure book. And I talked to him a little bit, and w- something we didn't mention in the news um, is it's just dawning on me. He's one of the writers on that Marvel One Thousand book that's coming out in the summer. Oh, is that the one where they started announcing all these different creative yes. teams? That, so, see, I didn't know what it was for yet. They hadn't when everything I read so they it's, it's, hadn't said what it was. It's Marvel One Thousand. It's it it is the the eightieth celebration issue, uh, much like what DC's been doing. It's an anthology book, but the format of it's kind of neat. So it's going to be a giant size, like like stacked with pages book, where all the teams that you saw doing the announcement. Each one is doing one page of comic, like the, like it's an anthology book. They're doing basically kind of like a comic strip, and each of those pages is a different like year or decade, I guess, in Marvel's history. Okay. So like like Neil Gaiman is doing a a, a page in it with uh, somebody. I don't know if they've announced who he's drawing with or who he who he's working with. Hmm. But so he wrote the page and somebody's drawing it and it's not like they're interconnected stories I don't think. I think it's just sort of the try and represent Marvel from its start into what it is now. The um Jim was not allowed to tell me what he's working on, which decade he's working in. But he said it's a little bit of a funnier story than what he thought he was going to do, be doing, but it's turned out pretty well. Good. So I'm guessing like this must have been in the works for the while because it sounds like, and with one page, it's not as hard for the writer at any rate in some ways. So it sounds like he's done his part. Like it's in the artist's and editor's hands at this point. But yeah, then I picked up Skull Kickers Volume 1 and I picked up another book that we will talk about at the end of this show because it is my geek pick for the week. Nice. Excellent. So, yeah, TCAF was was fun, busy. Um, I recommend you check it out. It, like, if you have, it might Especially not. Especially if you're already in the GTA. Yeah, and it's not then, everybody's cup of tea because it's a lot of indie sort no, of based stuff. Is it but, Saturday and Sunday? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Maybe uh, next year. It's a good we'll spot to find Sunday. new stuff. Yeah, and, and there are some mainstream people yeah. there, and, the, you know, like. The book that I'm spotlighting at the end isn't a mainstream yeah. book at all. So. Well, I just remember the year we went and you ran into the woman who drew and wrote the webcomic that you loved. Yeah. And you didn't realize she was there until you saw it there. And then you started putting two and two together and were like, oh, my God, I love your stuff. Yep. And, and then I bought it. But she she was there this year, according to her blog, as just like a participant. Like she wasn't she was participating. Just she was just there. <laughs> so I'm still waiting for uh, volume two of her comic to come out. 
if you're listening. Do you remember what it was? Uh, the comic is called, uh, I think it's called Shattered Star. I didn't read it. It's another magical girl yeah. spin off. I love those things. They're fun. You could do lots of interesting things with them. So, which brings us to the main event of our Star Trek Discovery Chat. Oh, I love this show so much. It was really good. So I'm going to get all their names wrong because oh, yeah. I've been calling them all wrong the whole time. Yeah. And that's now what they are in my head. I don't remember names. So, they're people. You know, the guy that does this. So, this could be very that. confusing for big people. I know the names. I'll, I'll, I'll yell out the names. Kevin so, um, first season, I think we can all agree pretty solid yeah i think um, it's one of the best first seasons of a star trek show yeah i, I think it's a just a really good season of television oh yeah, yeah. yeah. considering season. i just watched encounter at farpoint the first episode of next gen yeah. <laughs> and it's, yeah. it was good solid sci-fi yeah mm-hmm. yeah season two did everybody like season two yes yeah. did on, you not no i did okay. but there's it's one of those things like now we say that the internet hates things and it, it generally it can't does. have nice things but Come there, on. i i did read like a lot of people had like some problems with the writing this year <coughs> and well, i think it's because because oh uh there will be spoilers for star trek discovery yeah, i think for we, both seasons yeah um i think it's because time travel is involved and time travel is one of those murky things that, like, mm-hmm. we saw it with Endgame, too, is there's the various versions of it, and if you don't think that the rules are right, you can argue with them all day long. Yeah. Well, but, I, I think um, I think that the writing staff was left to clean up the messes of the people who got um, unceremoniously fired in the, yeah. the season. Um, so I think Alex Kurtzman has picked up the pieces that he was left and shuffled them around so that he got a story that was as good as it was. Mm. Like, yes, there were some things that are a little bit clunky, but you take the tools you're given with and you work with them. And, uh, I think they made a pretty good, uh, pretty good piece of, uh, television with them. Yeah. Yeah, especially since I tend to get super bored of TV after like at usually less than a season, but well, I think Discovery the fact that they're like, like only great. 13, 14 episode seasons helps. Yeah. Mm. And I really like that it was an ov- overarching plot. Mm-hmm. So that when you watched it, it wasn't like a monster of the week type of thing, and if it did, mm-hmm. it still somehow contributed to the whole plot. As, exactly. Yeah. Part of me wonders if that's what the complaint is from Star Trek people. Because well, they're so the used to Monster the of the season. Week and stuff like that, like it's, and they're not used to having to follow along. You know what I mean? Like I could be wrong. But I think it's like, I think some of it is that. I think some of it is uh, we're living in a time where you can't just not like these things. You can, you've got to tell people why you hate them and why mm. it's terrible. And God forbid there be a woman of color as your main character. Yeah, yeah. I, the only thing that bugged me about her was that her name was Michael. <laughs> I got used to it, yeah. but that that was the In only thing. In the future, thing. names don't... You know, names I know. You know, I, you know, yeah, I okay, got used so to what, it, but I was still okay, to talk about a little that, jarring at first. But do I got you know it. why her name is Michael? No. Do you? I'm sure I read it somewhere, but... So, what's his face? The guy... Brian Fuller? Yeah. He always names his main female characters male names. 
oh, George yeah. from Dead Like Me. Yeah. I can't remember what the one is from Pushing Daisies. See, and maybe that's, that's why what it bugs, bugs me, so me about it. When I read it, yeah. like that's the only reason. Yeah. Like because it's never explained in the show. It's kind of like you can yeah. only be an empowering female character if you have a male name. Yeah. I know. I'm sure that's likely not why he does it. He's but got that's a the reason first thing that behind pops it, but, at the, but he does it just time. to mess with people. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, even George, like dead for me, her name was Georgina. But she liked being called George. George. Michael, I mean, you can't really say that her name was something Michelle else. Michelle or something yeah. like that. But, so, but anyway. um, yeah, um, I really liked the season. I loved all the characters. Who's the dude who plays Spock? Um, that is good. Peck. Um, um, Ethan Peck. Yeah, he was really good. And it was funny because the whole time we were like, ah, get rid of the beard. Ah, and then when he shaved off the beard, I was like, ah, put it back, put it back. <laughs> the I, I enjoyed girl was named Chuck. There. Oh. there. I enjoyed his uh, his take on Spock. Yeah. yeah. And I, I liked that um, one of my biggest, not complaints, but concerns when we started watching season one was like, you got this ship that has a spore drive and all of this advanced tech and could do all this cool stuff, but it's before... And everybody's talking using holograms and what the fuck. But it's before, you know, the original series. And I was like, how are they going to explain this out? And they did a really good job of explaining it out. (laughs) Just don't talk about it. I know. It's Mm. like everybody who was there, you're sworn to secrecy. You know, these ship's been launched into the future and I'm like ah uh, oh good I'm and, glad they didn't leave that kind of hanging because that would have really bugged me and you know we had an AI that tried to take over the universe uh, so we're not using holograms anymore yeah see like they did a really good job of tying up all those loose ends yeah. to make it fit in with the original series which I really enjoyed even like going down to the costumes yeah, yeah. and it was a section 31 31 had like your your you know your little double tap type of uh, badges that we don't yep. see until next gen yeah yeah, and the um, which they should if they're the, wait, the black ops with the cutting edge but the, technology. Yeah, but the, the greatest thing is, is that you know in the future we would expect, like we uh, now would expect them to have all of that tech, which they didn't have when they originally conceived of Star Trek and shot the first season yeah. of the series. So it's nice how they kind of retconned it and tied it all together in a nice little bow. I like how they don't ignore Pike's future yep. like it yeah. was brought up and yeah Brent had to explain that to me because I was like I don't get she's it she's never really seen an original right. Star Trek I so. saw the one with the tribbles and that's about it well and then the fact that they actually went to Talos 4 which is the planet from the very first episode yeah. of Star Trek like I never expected to see that on a show like this well especially it's a great way to once again to show us that because this takes place in the prime universe yep yeah uh, we get to see characters that we have seen before, but it's well before we've seen them. And like we you know, like the whole, well, you're going to see Spock, and it's not going to be the same. But we got to see a younger Spock that was having issues with his emotions and his yeah, mental stability. Which was great. Exactly. And then we get to see how he will now build and become the Spock that we all know and love. Yeah. And now why we've never heard of his stepsister. Yeah. Yeah. After the end of the first season with... Uh, what was his, the captain's name again? That was Lorca. Lorca. I was like super distrustful of Pike in seventh season. I'm like, how is he going to screw them over? Because again, I've I've watched the next gen was my first Star yeah. Trek, right? So I'm like, I don't really know most I, of these characters. I think it's a credit to his performance that there is calls for him to get his own show. Oh, yeah. well, he was his own fantastic. Show, right? the, way the, sh- the way season two ended with the Enterprise crew and not with the Discovery yeah. crew, I'm like, 
well, I want to see more about these people. Yeah, yeah. Like, I would totally yeah. watch if if season three of Discovery was actually not Discovery and it's following it's Pike, Pike Spock, and Number One. Yeah, no, I, I, I want to know what happened to Discovery in the future. Oh, also I want to know that too. too. Which that's the other thing. Also, so how going... Number One doesn't have a name. <laughs> she just never has. <laughs> I believe is so that, that isn't like a Rebecca. historical Star okay, Trek thing so or is isn't it? no well isn't that a throw well okay so here here we're going to the nerd deep dive uh-huh. the reason she's female in the first place because that was the pitch for the the second in command of the Enterprise <coughs> when they pitched the show like originally in 1960 yeah, she's whatever. the first officer of the Enterprise and, and the original pilot yeah and ah. so that's they they continue, but they didn't actually name her. I that's why think. she's number one. And yeah, they, they yeah. were just going to call her number one. Like if that pilot had gotten picked up, she just would have been called number one. Or eventually, but they NBC given her looked at it and went, "Well, nobody's going to believe a woman could run a starship." <laughs> and they said, "We do it." And and they said, "You can keep, you can keep." Yeah, and and we didn't. We're not. We're not too fond of a woman being your first and second in command. Or having an alien on the bridge, said and they said you can retool your pilot, but you can got you can only keep one of them. Do you keep Spock or do you keep number one? Spock's makeup at the originally makes him look very Asian. Yeah, yeah. and he uh, yelled a lot in that original pilot. The women, not the I, women. It's it's been a while since it's I've wild, seen it's it. Wild. That that's really interesting. There's another really good throwback to to the original series. Then that's yeah. cool. So yeah, so the fact that they got called to Talos Four was was really cool, and I love the way they interpreted the music of the original series. Oh, at, the, in the, at the end there, at yeah, the end, and even and even uh, I, I loved that the episode where they went to Talos Four. The teaser was previously on Star Trek, and they went right back to the original first episode of Star Trek. Yeah, they showed footage from that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, that was cool. These people are those people. Yeah. Deal with it. Yeah. yeah. No, I love I This love already happened. Go back and watch the original show if you want to know more. <laughs> so, um, there were three shorts? Four. Four. Because there was one with were, mud. Did those air on TV as well? Because yes. that was my only... We they aired saw, on space. Yeah, so we saw yeah, it via Yeah, thank you Craig. for telling us to watch that, by the way, yeah, Ryan, before we, we watch season two. <laughs> and well, especially before the finale. Yeah, okay. it made the, the, the uh, queen of wherever that planet was make a lot more sense. Yeah, it, it, yeah that's the thing. is like If you didn't have those shorts, that those last two episodes <laughs> have like, a whole whack of characters that kind of like came out of nowhere. Oh, like Poe. Yeah, but they did air on... Oh, Regular television, yeah. Space yeah, when they space first because CBS had them out on their uh, on the site, which is the only place of, you can watch Discovery in the states. Yeah, anyways, and they right? came out well before the season started. They came and then, out one a month starting in October. Yeah, yeah. and so Space did like Thursday night. They put them on for like twenty minutes in between shows. Yeah. And the dude from Leverage was in the one, yeah, which made me happy. Oh, the one where this where the Discovery is stranded, yeah, and empty I, a thousand years in the future, yeah, hmm. and and sentient. But nobody's on it. Yeah, where all the people I'm go? Like, oh my god, what happens? Yeah. So, how far in the future does Dis- Discovery actually get thrown? Nine hundred and thirty years. Okay, so does that throws it out of Next Gen's path? Oh yeah, yeah. Next Gen was set, so Discovery is set in the early twenty third century. Okay, and original series is set in the mid twenty third century, mm-hmm. and Next Gen is set in the twenty fourth century. They've been sent to the thirty second century. Okay. So this is farther into the future than we've ever seen on Which Star Trek. Makes sense. Which makes me really excited for a third season because well, I want to see the 32nd century. The the guy went in that short when he picks him up. What was he a part of, or what was he running from? He said they said something. Nothing was, we've ever really heard. Yeah, about but before. it sounded like uh, it sounded like a bastardization of the word federation. Yeah. yeah. 
and like some kind of alliance or some weird thing. Yeah. And then when he showed up on this Federation ship, he was kind of like, didn't know what it was. Yeah, yeah. And didn't want to tell them who he was or anything like that. But I mean, it's going to be interesting if they do do the third season uh, in the 32nd century, like you're saying, how they're going to make the discovery. Well, they should make the discovery seem basically bronze age. Like if you think about human history, yeah, but they do have, they still have all that data from that alien yeah, probe, from the right? So, which I think is why the ship, by the, when we see it in that short, it's sentient. Yeah, yeah. I think that's where it comes from. Yeah. Um, but where are all the? I people? was wondering if if that sentient probe thing, if that was going to be. I, I was kind of surprised that the they beginning of the the Borg. Yeah. Like I'm like, oh, they they've got an origin for the Borg now. But I it was so happy that it wasn't. I that's what I thought. Me control because I would have been like, no, 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 I hate the Borg. No, but yeah, that's what I thought. Control was going to be not the the stuff on the on Discovery, but I thought yeah. Control. Was the, the way they were going yeah. to beat it was it was going to get <coughs> sent to like another quadrant and it, yeah. it turned out to like well like maybe a remnant of it gets sent but, to you know, the, the they, far they quadrant. They did Borg and, episodes on Enterprise, which is a prequel that's set a hundred years mm, before Discovery. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, but that Borg was that not those were the Borgs that were left, left over, over from first from contact. First contact. So, Remember in Star Trek First Contact? I'm a nerd. Wibbly wobbly, timey wimey. Picard and his crew went back. To watch the, Zephyrin the, the really do his first warp. Well, no, they went back because they were chasing the Borg that were going yeah, crash. They were going to Earth, and then they went to go back in time, time to portal. assimilate Earth in the past. So they took the Enterprise through the same time warp, and, and they brought them. the Borg. Well, well the, the Borg, Borg were they, the Borg there. opened a time warp, and and they chased them back into the past. The idea was if the if the Federate if Earth doesn't get warp. Technology, yeah. the Federation. Then they'll never meet the formed. Vulcans, and, and then yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're like, they if we simulate them before over, they maybe. become uh, the Federation. Then it's my favorite next gen movie. Oh yeah, same. It's the best next gen yeah. movie. Yeah, Brent keeps saying we're going to rewatch the Star Trek movies, but there was. Oh, I watched. Uh, I was watching. I watched the end of Beyond yesterday. I watched part of of the first JJ movie. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because this is the 10th anniversary of that movie. Is it really? Wow. Oh my God. Space, the JJ movie? Yeah. Didn't Space, that come out like two years ago? No, uh, 10. <laughs> two, two or 10. Ten. Oh yes. No, that can't be right because I could have sworn I saw it with you. We, we definitely haven't... saw the second one. All of the fan circles call it Star Trek 2009. Yeah. Huh. Well, it depends oh on God. when in 2009 it came out because we met. It came out in, in like... the spring. Like last week was the official 10th anniversary oh, yeah, so then we, of we Star Trek. Have seen it. Uh. In... We didn't start dating till the spring of 2010. I could have sworn I saw. Maybe it's the second one we went. And, yeah, we and definitely saw, saw the second one. <laughs> those anyway. movies, kind of, the first two, kind of blend in together for yeah. me, and the third one is definitely separate from those. Yeah. Well, they were pl- they were showing the first two in part. Um, maybe it was on. Uh, maybe it wasn't space. It might have been showcase. showcase. They were doing uh, not the first two. Sorry, the second and the third. They were skipping the. the sorry, the first and the third. Wow, it's been a long day. They were staying. <laughs> it was a long day. Into darkness. Yeah, they skipped. That one. So I watched part of Star Trek, and then I watched part of Beyond. And it was at the end when they're like, "We need uh, to play a sound to disrupt the ships." So I was like, "And they, they play sabotage." It's like, yeah. yeah. And the ships are flying, and everything's exploding. It's just awesome. <laughs> That's so, the part I, saw. Uh, I want to talk about the characters of okay, Star okay. Trek, please. Because yeah. back to discovery. Back to discovery. Um, I really enjoyed the like. I don't even know how to describe it, but I found that every character on Discovery, even to a certain extent, the background characters were so well plotted out and mm-hmm. thought out and everything. I really loved um, 
Zabu, Satu, Saru. Saru. <laughs> I told you I was going to get their names wrong. Babu. Babu. Uh, Saru. I loved him as a character and I loved his story arc mm-hmm. because he, he, it's like the first time in, the, well, to my knowledge, in Star Trek, and I'm not counting Worf, where you have like an actual alien looking alien. Mm-hmm. Like Worf still looked like a human with a thing on his yeah. head. But Saru is like tall and gangly and has almost like zero almost looks like a gray mm-hmm. zero human features right mm-hmm. and i really loved that he was such a prominent character and he wasn't just like oh we'll just slap him in the background as like dressing do you think he'll be the captain next year i kind of hope so i feel bad that he keeps getting shafted <laughs> <laughs> but now that he's got his aggression power maybe uh <laughs> he'll be a little bit better <clears throat> because when he is in charge he He's in charge, yeah. Right, yeah. Like, he's learned how to be in charge. Yeah, I think I think he'd make a great captain. And I, I like so I really liked Saru, but my favorite character obviously was Tilly. Everybody oh, yeah. loves Tilly. When we watched the very first episode of what we were watching with Tilly in it, and she's like babbling and like all bubbly, Brent looks at me and he goes, "She's gonna be your favorite character," and I'm like, "Yeah, probably." <laughs> she's so cute, and I really like. Uh, I always say Stamis, but it's Stamets. Stamets. But in the first episode, he was a real jackass, and I was yeah. like, I really well, he had an arc too, and yeah, but he got he put was, through the ringer this year. Oh my god, uh, he was! I was gonna be so mad if he died. <laughs> he he might still die, right? I can't no, I, I don't. What happened? I, I think he was okay because he got his husband back. Yeah, I was crying. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, that's why I didn't so want to say bad. anything when we watched that one episode. We were watching it, and uh, it was the episode with the uh, from the first season when the mirror. The image in the mirror changes. Oh, yeah. And you made a comment about, oh, how much you love their relationship yeah. and how good they were together. And I was like, oh, she's not going to like the end of this season. <laughs> oh, I was so mad. <laughs> and then it was okay. And then it wasn't okay. And then it was okay. And then he got stabbed. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> so I love, yeah, Paul and... Uh, and Hugh. Hugh. Paul yeah. and Hugh. Hugh. I was like... Mm. So, yeah. And I, I love their relationship. It was so mm-hmm. good. It wasn't like you had the stereotypical womanizer running around the ship and like hey baby you had like an actual like the one relationship nice i couple. don't really care for is ash and michael yeah no that's I a toxic I, relationship yeah i i was is that the klingon guy yeah, yeah. the secret okay. klingon i i was caught yeah that that was the part of the season that i think they like they couldn't quite decide what to do with him mm-hmm. yeah because they kept like sort of like like the start, he's with the Klingon side, and then they walk that back, and then he's with section section thirty one. Then they walk that back. Like it is. Yeah, but I think with his character, they it's not just his, his like the show didn't know where to put him, but he didn't know where he belonged anymore. And I think right. that's what they were no. trying to to highlight. Yeah, and I, I, I just think it, they didn't do a, a, a. It wasn't like a terrible job of highlighting that, but they did kind of it a, was a little muddled. bit. Yeah, I was calling this show Star Trek fucked up relationships. I know <laughs> it's a little shady that Starfleet handed over control of Section 31 to a man who has had a baby with the Klingon High can- Chancellor. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> and, and, and a evil and queen evil, from another dimension. Well, so they the, knew she so was an evil queen, too. Did she go to the future, the evil queen? She's on the Discovery. Yeah. Oh, I don't know okay. how she's getting back. Yeah, it's supposed to be her show. Her show is supposed to be Section 31. Yeah. But she's on... She's, is she, she on went, the Discovery? Yeah. Yeah, she, she was. was. With oh, I wasn't sure if they figured That's out. That's what I was wondering. I, if she was I there thought or I missed or... the. I thought I missed the loophole yeah. that they did with Spock where he wasn't on the ship yeah. when they... Yeah, like Michelle Yeoh, her character, uh, 
Also, uh, oh, I loved the scene with Michael's mother, the and, and she says to Giorgio, "You love my daughter." Yeah, and she's like, "What? No, I'm an evil queen from another." Like, yeah, I know. I've been watching you. You love my daughter. Yeah, <laughs> and I love that because you start off with the nice Giorgio very, very briefly, and then she died, and I was like, "What the?" And then yeah, and then you get the evil Giorgio, and she, she's evil. <laughs> yeah. But you still have that connection yep. that, like, the original mm. Michael and Giorgio had. And it kind of is like Michael keeps picking at it until the evil Terran Giorgio starts realizing, yeah, okay, maybe this is how I am too. So I really loved that development. Like, mm-hmm. the relationships in this show were just phenomenal. Like, I think that's what kind of makes me coming back because when I watch shows, I watch it mostly for the characters. Yeah. I always say there has to be at least one character that I really like for me to watch a show. Um, almost to the, all, like, even to the detriment of the plot. Like yeah. the plot doesn't necessarily need to be there if the characters are good enough for and me to watch. And they keep adding characters that are really cool too. I love Jet Reno, the the engineer. Yes, I She's forgot about awesome. her. Oh, she was so funny. Oh, is that Tignatara's I, I always forget her name, but <clears throat> Jet Reno. She just like tells it like it is. Oh my She's God, very she dry. Was so yeah. funny. So funny. Well, it was a wonderful addition. We got to meet more of the bridge crew this season. The, yeah, they, when they the all got like, really developed. When he comes in, he's like, "Tell me your name and what you do here." And we're like, "Okay, this guy's letting us know who these people are." Because the android no girl. That oh, made, the one that, that got infected. Me into, so oh, yeah. sad that episode because I I always saw her in the background. I'm like, I want to know more about that one. And when you start seeing her with the red eyes, though, say, like, "Oh, she's infected." I know mm-hmm. controls in her head. Yeah, I like yeah. them too. And Tignataro was a great addition yeah. to for both like she did some decent dramatic work on it too, like when she's talking about like her wife and that relationships and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I, I I thought it was pretty good. The only thing about her is um is uh is is very much like it's a little bit of a character piece, but Tig's like her stand up and her other shows uh-huh. is very similar. Yeah. But uh if you've ever heard us talk about our friend Ducky that's her. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Very similar character <laughs> to the point where I like said like one of the writers must have met you and she hasn't watched the show yet and she's like is that good? <laughs> and I'm like yeah I really like the character and but our even, friend Alex agreed. So. But even like how you said that uh, what, what's her character's name again? Chet. Chet? Jet. Jet. With a J. Which yeah. one is that? Reno. Yeah, the but engineer. even oh, the even like okay. mentioning that you know she had a wife, and then you have Hugh and Paul. And I mean, I love that they normalize it, and it's not like we have gay characters go us. Yeah, it's just well, there was like that weird creepy scene with it. Giorgio too, where jo- they're all working in engineering, and Giorgio walks in, and she's like, "Yeah, you, you, you will. I would do you." And he and and he's like, "What? Don't you know I'm married?" And he, he was, I'm gay, and he's like, "Yeah, that's not that big a deal." Yeah. She's like, <laughs> So I love that. Well, we already know that she had an alien orgy when they're (laughs) in that black market place in season one. Oh yeah, it's so interesting. She don't discriminate. Nope. It's a whole new universe for her. (laughs) I love that they can pay homage to things we know about Star Trek, and yet just sort of add to the mythos. Like Mm. we we we'd seen the episode from fifty years ago where we saw Captain Pike in the wheelchair. But we never knew, like... You don't really get to know that character at all no. in the original Star Trek. No, he was in the pilot and, and he... And he, in the wheelchair. And in a wheelchair where he could only beep yes or no. And, and I imagine some books. 
The, oh, there had to well, be a yeah, bunch but, of books about. Oh, I'm but, sure they yeah. had books, they but made nobody... him into like super Starfleet guy, right? Like he was the most stand-up, perfect example of of Starfleet captain that there could be. Mm-hmm. And and knowing, like, if you go back and watch the episode with him in the wheelchair now, mm-hmm. now you know that he knew that was coming years before it happened. Yeah, and he still made the choice. Like, like, I don't know if I could do that. Yeah. Would I let things go to shit because because if I did like because if I don't if I don't if I save the day here I'm gonna be so horribly disfigured later I don't know if I can make that choice so you know it it just it shines a new light on things and it, it, it really is a is a um, and we got to see an why to his character too. in that episode Spock commits mutiny uh, in the original series episode Spock commits mutiny and takes the Enterprise. He locks out the commands of the ship and takes the Enterprise to Talos Four, which is off limits. And it seemed out of character for Spock. Why did he? Why would he do that for this other captain? And having seen Spock and Pike together now for half a season, we know. And for seeing Spike po- uh, Pike for the whole season, we know what kind of guy Pike was. Mm-hmm. You understand why Spock would do that? Yeah, especially the whole like. Pike did all of this stuff for Spock when Spock thought he was going nuts. Yeah. And like chasing him down and making sure he was okay. And then I haven't seen that episode, but, you know, tying it back together, it really helps you kind of realize the history that they have. And it, it, it makes a history for them. I wonder if Pike let Spock know. Like, the, about what? Yeah, maybe. Or does he keep it to himself? I don't know. The Admiral seemed to know. Yeah. You almost want, in addition to Star Trek Discovery... You want to have, like you said, like a, the, the Pike series, which mm-hmm. is the what did you say? I like would be eleven years if... that they served together before Kirk. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's, that's the eleven years. I yeah. would be surprised if they're not at least thinking about it, like working on that idea and seeing if it's possible. Well, they built that awesome Enterprise right, bridge so, set yeah. that didn't look like the original series, but. You knew it, it, it was the Enterprise. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it had like the feel of it, and like it had it that had weird the... trippy, um, spinny spiral image over the Spock station that had the little viewer thing. Yeah, <laughs> and I liked that we found out that they missed the whole Klingon War. Yeah, yeah, because they were just out sense. in space, something <laughs> else, doing their job, exploring and doing things, and they didn't get called back, even though like most of the fleet was wiped out and all this stuff, and yeah. Yeah, but, and they had the different uniforms. That was crazy too. So you oh, see yeah. the Discovery outfit that look all like modern and new, and then it's like they go to the Enterprise. And they got the funky color coded. Yeah, and, and that's but why theirs they, is the new uniform. Yeah. yeah, I know. That's why I was like, this is weird. How they're I, I wanted to make sure that they were going to tie it up together and make it look like seamless almost. Yeah. So they did a really good job of that. So we know season three has been greenlit. Yep, we know it's coming. It'll be filmed in Toronto. Yep, yep, like the rest of it. Yep. Thirty-second uh, century. Yep. <laughs> what are your hopes for the the next season? Because like that's the thing is we really don't know no what they're clue. going to do. Yeah. No clue. You know what? I wonder if it'll be like what was that uh, Kevin Sorbo space show? Andromeda. 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 Same with that same type of thing where you know his him and his ship got caught in well they got caught in a black hole on the edge of an event horizon a black hole. Well, ended Harry. up traveling through time into is the that future. the plot of Andromeda? Yeah. Well, yeah, like. He, <laughs> He was part of a, like a federation, right? And his him it's and his ship. It's a Gene Roddenberry ship. project. It yeah. was supposed to be a Star Trek thing. Yeah. So, so his ship gets caught 
during you know on the edge of a black hole and you know and they miss the like more or less they misses out on the fall of his whole civilization like his big empire that he was part of and everything and yeah. then the, you know so the universe goes to shit and then these scavengers end up pulling the ship out of this out from the event horizon and they end up becoming his friends and his crew and they go around fighting bad guys and slowly rebuilding the like the federation that they were part See, of that was and one voting of those... for trump and doing a whole <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the shows that i only ever watched like if i was flipping through the channels and it was on yeah. and i was well, like well it was oh, on hey, space Kevin for a while yeah. Yeah, and yeah, i would watch it and those... i'd be like i have no idea what's going on it was syndicated on. wasn't it oh yeah Otherwise. it was one of those i think i watched a bunch of episodes when i was in college and it was in reruns and it, yeah. you know one space would do like Two or three episodes in a row in the middle of the afternoon when I'd be doing homework or something, I'd be like, oh, okay, it put was, that on. Uh, it was that, and what was the other one? Earth Final Conflict was Earth that Final one? Final Conflict was, was the other was the one. With the See, that I never watched. That's that was Farscape. Yeah, that's that one I loved. That was the other one that I would watch, love, and love, love, through and be like, oh, hey, a sci-fi show. I have no idea what's going on. It's crazy. Muppets. I love if you want to watch it, I have it all on oh, DVD. Maybe. It's on Amazon. Is it? Oh, even better. Yeah, it just got loaded on like a couple weeks ago. Well, I finished watching The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, so maybe that oh, will yeah. be my next show. So, um, <laughs> got some rough episodes, with all this in mind, do you think... It's old. Yeah. Do you think Discovery, now that they're in the future... I really or hope that... we think they're in the future, at any rate. Um, do you think that means we're going to get more original stories out of it? Like, like, not that this wasn't original, but, like, I mean, we're... Now that they're in the future, are we going to be out of the way of Klingons and I, stuff like that? Well, like, see, you think they're going to go, like, different directions? That's with, the nice thing about them being shot into the future is now they're not bound by the timeline of all of the other Star Trek. Yeah, they're, they're so out they of the way of they can do whatever they want. And there are very few established Star Trek characters that they can run into 950 yeah. years yeah. into the future. We know few. that there's, there'll few. be fewer Romulans. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because Romulus... Got destroyed. I'm blowed up. When did Romulus get blowed up? In Star Trek 2009. Yeah, that's the whole point of the J. The, the whole thing that caused the J. Isn't that movie. a different timeline? No, though? because that's the timeline that Spock is from. Remember, Spock was trying to save Romulus. Original Spock ended up in the other universe, and he yeah. got transported. But yeah, that's it's because the original that that the Romulan part still happened in the main universe. Oh, okay, yes. that was the prime universe, and that's where the new Picard show is going to take off trouble. from. <laughs> is what Romulus being blown up? Because Romulus got destroyed, and Picard Picard was working as an ambassador or something. This, this is why I try not to yeah. think too hard about time travel. I'm just I just mm. go with it. Yep. Like everybody freaking out about Endgame, I'm like, you know what? Just go with it. Yep. <laughs> but like, so who would be around Q and well, the continuum on a whole? Wouldn't it be right? so much fun if Michael meets Q? Oh wow, that <laughs> could be interesting. To have yeah. Q fuck with that. The that, that seems like the logic real... of Michael and and Q. Oh. You know, that seems like a stunt though, and I don't see that the well, show really be, doing. It doesn't that. have to be no. Q. It could be a Q. Yeah. Like any of no, them. No, but if you're gonna do, if you're gonna bring in a Q, you bring in Q. Yeah, Could you get a man. descendant of Data? In theory, because that in the comic be books, he or he Data ended himself. up surviving. Doesn't yeah. he? Isn't Data could still be kicking around? Yeah. Well, the problem with that though is it is really it all comes older. well no, but the whole thing comes down to what's the status of the Federation? Like if, this, yeah. if that guy oh, yeah. in the that we saw from the one episode that was I think it was like I guess sixty Clipto. years yeah. later than where Discovery should be. Uh, had no idea what the Federation was. There may not be a Federation of planets around for them to be part of. So the big thing would be like, 
maybe we'll slowly be fed what happened. Or the whole point is that discovery needs to stay in the future. But like you said, the, the ship was empty when that uh, little episode yeah, happens. Yeah, we, maybe so they make their way yeah, back, but the ship's It's very still possible there. that all of the crew make their way back to the their present or a little bit further ahead even. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Yeah. Um, I, I, but there are so many possibilities. Yeah, all of them I hope, we, really get, looking forward I hope to we get episodes of the Discovery crew in the future. Yeah. I'd rather yeah. have them in the future doing stuff than just pop to the future, leave the Discovery, and then come back. Oh, I imagine we'll, that'll be at least half the season if that's the, the story yeah. idea that they because go the with. Because the whole but... thing was that they, it was a one-way trip. They couldn't come back again. That was the whole problem. Well, they the might not be able to yeah. come back again. Yeah. That was also <laughs> Star Trek 4. And there, I mean, there was... Um, and the whales. Yeah. Uh, in Enterprise and Voyager, they established a future Federation time core with the... With the uh, That's true, too. The so temporal. if there's the temporal police kicking around... I forget them. I know. remember them from Doctor Who. Yeah. Stupid time travel. There was a temporal cold war in they, Enterprise. They yeah. had one of my favorite parts. Isn't it the, the triples episode of Deep Space Nine where we, oh, we that's run where into we, them? That's where we meet the... And they, that's the... Um, oh, yeah, you showed me that episode. Yeah. But the time cops show up yeah, in Those that. are the time cops, yeah. yeah they show and, up after. Yeah, because he's recounting they, the yeah. story. And he mentions, he mentions seeing Kirk. And then the, it's the commercial break. They come back and James T. Kirk... The worst Federation person for time travel in the history of time travel. <laughs> like, <laughs> violated X amount of rules. Because mainly Star Trek Four, but that's not the only one. <laughs> I was going to say, how many times did they travel back in the past? I don't remember a lot of time travel. Uh, City on the Edge of Forever. It's one of the classic episodes. Yeah, but was that time past. travel? Or yeah, was yeah, that, well, that was no, that's an actual time travel. They one. went through okay. the Guardian that, of Forever. That's it. That's not a planet that found Nazi boys. Okay. They were, there was at least three times they time traveled on the original series. There was that one. There was the one where they went back to 1965 and they ended up accidentally transporting an astronaut onto their ship. Yep. <laughs> and they had to get around an Air Force base. And then there was one with Gary Seven, the episode that Terry Gar was on. It was sort of more like a backdoor pilot for another show yeah and he had the cat that was actually an alien woman and a supercomputer he was yeah yeah i think he's written into the con books oh yeah he is and but the uh, and then you have four right where scotty creates transparent aluminum decades before it's time (laughs) i love that movie so much there be whales here so that is our review of Discovery. If you haven't watched it yet, and this hasn't spoiled it too much yeah, for you. Yeah, it was you. kind of a jarbled gushing of uh, of a review. That's uh, the way we do things. Yeah. yeah. That so should be, that should be the like review on, on iTunes. Like the, the summary of gushing, garbled, garbled gushing, gushing reviews of nerd stuff. We know that there are two more um, shorts coming before the Picard show. We do. Oh, nice. I, did, I yeah. did not know that. I did not know yeah. that. And they're both animated. Okay. Now are they to tie into any of these shows, or is that know. that animated show that we've? So yeah, two the, animated shows. Coming there are two Jesus. animated Star Trek shows plus the Picard show plus Section Thirty One. Yeah. So there's going to be a lot of Star Trek in because the, the one animated is with people. Some of the people from Rick and Morty. Yes. And so that's that one's the one lower where decks. It's like, yeah. And it's the, like, the janitors of the Enterprise type thing. The yeah. people who put the yellow <laughs> food cubes in the dis- machines, and then. They just signed with Nickelodeon to do a kids animated show. Yeah, but that may that may not tie into everything. No, that one probably won't. 
And then, and then of course, there's Picard, which should start airing this fall. Yeah. And Wasn't there just, like, I thought, I didn't know about the kids one. I thought there was, like, a regular animated one, more like the old CB, like the old animated show. Well, that's what the Rick and Morty one's going to look you know, like. Oh, okay. So I guess I was just yeah. thinking two different things. And then there's Section 31. So there's lots of stuff coming down the pike, and... They just want people to pay for CBS All Access all the time. Yeah, yeah. which is slowly becoming Star Trek Access. Well, Star Trek. Star and, Trek, NCIS, and Twilight Jay. Zone. Twilight yeah, but Zone. It, oh, Twilight Zone's yeah. I'm like, what other new show do they have? They have Twilight Zone and they have The Good Fight, which is a Good Wife spinoff. Yeah. But you can also watch 40 seasons of Survivor. Ooh. There's been no, that many you. seasons Wait, but they put Survivor? out more than one season a year. Oh, yeah. dear God. Because it hasn't been around that long. Well, I don't know. I don't pay attention. The last season well, we're was not forty yet. The last season was season thirty-eight. <laughs> they do two a year. I've never watched it. No, well. Alrighty, so that brings <laughs> us to the end of the episode. And as we like to end every episode, Geek Fix. Geek Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Oh, okay. Oh. So free For comic book. We're fighting over who gets to go. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, what one thing we didn't even talk about? Free comic book day just happened. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um. And I was hanging out at Big B Comics, helping out doing uh, photography for their costume contest, uh, which friend of the show, uh, Rex, uh, his daughter, uh, won again this year. Congrats! Yay, Kirsten! And it was in the second place went to this really cute kid uh, that was dressed as uh, Jack Skellington. Skellington. That everybody, like when he walked up, well, two things. One of the cosplayers went, just put winner right beside his name, right? (laughs) And the other thing was he saw Ed Snow Hawk cosplay in his Captain America outfit, and he thought it was the greatest thing ever. Uh Like he was was literally jumping for joy. And this kid just had so much energy. He was running around. Around just like big smiles, like we come to do like he's like do your your, your scariest jack pose, and he like had you know, I was like ah face, and it's just oh. <laughs> yeah. So it was a fun day. Like, oh, the weather wasn't didn't really cooperate; it was drizzling most of the day, but we still had a great turnout. Uh, there was lots of great free comics. Uh, one of the comics I grabbed is my pick today, and it is the Robotech uh, Zero issue free for free comic book day. Uh, and it's from what I've read in the issue, and then I read a little bit, you know, piqued my interest beforehand. Uh, is it sounds like Robotech is kind of doing, you know, fittingly, um, like the Calvin timeline in Star Trek, and it's going to be like they're retelling the Robotech story, but it's being influenced by the future of Robotech an alternate timeline. So they're creating an alternate Robotech timeline, which I don't, I think I'm not a Robotech geek like Brent and I, so I don't know the Robotech story. So it's maybe, you know, some of the nuances could be lost on me, but from reading the zero issue, it's like the ship that pretty much starts the humans creating Robotech that crashed on earth was sent by future humans with, um, also a, like a, 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 I think they called it a, a lifeboat, which like you know it was like a, a capsule with someone frozen in it in cryogenics, and the issue ends with them deciding more or less like they're gonna unf- they're gonna thaw this person out, and I guess we'll find out what's yeah, going on yeah, in I'm, issue one. I'm curious because the Robotech is three completely different animated series from Japan yeah. oh, that yeah. was translated into English, right? And I already know some of the things that are different in the comics as opposed to the, the series just from, you know, flipping through it and stuff like that. And not in a good way or a bad way. It's like they're taking the story in a different direction. So curious who's on the lifeboat. 
Like, and I'm also curious what they have rights to. Like, do they have rights to all the... Uh... I don't know. I know that the bad guys are, like, giant people. Yes, that's the Zentradi. Zentradi. Sure. They need to make is those it, toys and make, make them cross. affordable. Well, originally it was Macross, yeah. Yeah. And so, the, yeah, the book is put out by Titan. Titan Comics. Written by uh, Simon Furman. The first storyline is, uh, what's his name? Uh, Brian Wood, who did Year Zero, or uh, Channel Zero, and a bunch of other stuff. He wrote uh, Star Wars for Dark Horse for quite a while. So there's the person that's in the, the, in the is capsule. Is it Min-May? Oh, no, it's not Min-May. Oh. No, but the, oh, so that's the singer, that, right? It, it, there's yeah, a secondary, small, uh, like a little two or three page story at the back where they're like having like an anniversary, celebrating, and it's like people... Uh, I guess who, the woman who played her in the movie singing as her, and then all of a sudden there's a big holographic projection of her thanking her and telling her to get off her stage so she could perform, and they're like almost wondering, so is she alive? Is she back? What's going on? And but uh, see, uh, it's hard to tell from the art from this if it's who I think it is. That's actually really cool, but uh, it, it could be one of two characters. Okay. Um, like I haven't read the the book, so I don't like you know. Just looking at that one page, it's hard to say. But, well, cool. did, did you pick this one up at Free Comic Book? No, Day? no, I didn't. Well, then I will leave it here for you to read, if you want. All right. So Robotech is Ryan's Robotech pick. zero one, and it, it was enough to do what those you know these things do. I want to pick up issue one and see what's going on. Oh, that's good. Mm, that's the whole point of this. Yep. Jen. <laughs> uh, so my geek pick is well, I kind of have two. Um, because I told Brent about this one, and he said that wasn't a geek because it already passed. But while the guys were at Free Comic Book Day, I went with Ange to Aurelia's first Sunshine Fiber Fest, uh, which, for those of you who don't know, is a uh, yarn type of a festival. So there was a lot of spinning, uh, spinning yarn, <laughs> and um, lots of yarn to buy local vendors. And they had some cute animals. I really want an Angora bunny now. You're not getting one. <laughs> it's like petting a cloud. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it was their first year. It was really nice. Uh, if you're in this Barry Aurelia area um, and you're a knitter or a crocheter or you like to spin yarn, um, it's a great event for you to go to. Uh, there's going to be another local fiber fest in this area. Uh, Barry has one at the end of August. So if you like supporting local uh, local uh, yarn dyers and uh, vendors go to one of these uh, events i always have a fun time uh, and i ran into um i go because uh i use them as a geek pick one time but local uh yarn dyer dragon strings was there and uh i really wanted to get more of their yarn <laughs> so yay is that the one is that the one that listens to our podcast yeah so shout out to Susie from dragon strings i hope you're still listening to this podcast and I'm looking forward to buying more of your beautiful yarn. Hi, Susie. <laughs> uh, so anyway, my, my, I guess, quote-unquote real geek pick, because that is an event that already passed, is that season two of the new Shira season series is on Netflix. Oh, that's awesome. And it's awesome. Yeah, it's really good. It's so. It was only like eight episodes, though. It was really short. Yeah, but the, so it was the, like a half season. Yeah. yeah, but the next part comes in August. Yeah. So mm-hmm. like it's. And I was so excited and watched the whole thing, and it's so cute because now it's the princesses of power. The first season was pretty much Shira gathering the princesses together to fight the horde. And now it's the princesses trying to, you know, 
get together and fight the horde together and it's so cute i like it just the, builds all of the relationships even more i like the episode where they're trying to come up with the battle strategy and, and they're, they're basically they're playing, playing dungeons and dragons <laughs> complete with one of the scenarios it goes back like not completely to the old animation oh, yeah, but, old but the old costumes, costumes and stuff are oh, suddenly on all the characters yeah. Funny. yeah and like the old kind of dialogue because catra in the old shira was all about the cat puns and the talking like meow meow so they made the new catra who not like that at all doing that and they were like really that's what you think she sounds like <laughs> so good so wow. yeah watch uh, the first half of season two of Shira on Netflix it is awesome Kevin so I am going to uh, give a shout out to a, a little cafe in Aurelia called Cards and Coasters um, they've been around for a few months now but I had the opportunity to go there a couple weeks ago and had a fantastic time basically it's a, a gaming cafe so they have board games there you can use and use their own or you can bring your own if you wanted to play magic or, or something like that they charge $5 and you can sit at the table for as long as you want but they also sell coffee and they've got a small food menu they also have their liquor license now so if you want to buy beer you can do that they have a downstairs gaming area where they play Dungeons and Dragons several times a week so they have DMs who come in, and you can join Dungeons and Dragons games. Cool. Uh, yeah, it's a young uh, young couple who's, who've opened this business. It's just across the street from the library, right downtown, in Aurelia. And uh, I think it's a place I will be frequenting more often. They are closed on Mondays, but the rest of the week they're open, uh, one to eleven, except for Sundays when they close a little bit earlier at ten. So if you're uh, if you're looking for a place to just hang out and play a game i recommend cards and coasters they're at 31 mississauga street west in aurelia nice cool so i guess that leaves to me uh the you the you that leaves the you the brandy <laughs> uh, i'm just doing the math in my head now the brent does up. the math um, <laughs> no no i was gonna say i was gonna i was gonna mention that uh snowhawk cosplay was going to be at aurelia comic-con Yes, oh, the country yeah. comic, uh, but unfortunately, by the time this episode airs, the comic will already happen. Same happened. with hope the, you had a good time. Uh, yeah. New Market com- uh, Card and Comic Book Show. Yeah, when's that? The Saturday. Oh, that's Saturday. He, he's in New Market Saturday and then uh, Sunday in Aurelia. If you went to either of those cons, let us know how you liked them. Yeah, feel free to message us. So um, the first uh, suggestion is also sort of a plug for a friend of mine and semi friend of the show. So way back when we started the show, it was a Star Trek-based podcast. <laughs> Once upon a time. Expectations, remember that? We did like two of those. Yeah, I know. Two or three I've, of those. I still haven't seen any more of Star Trek uh, Deep Space Nine. Yeah. So one of the things we were doing it, doing on it was asking my friend Alex Star Trek questions, to which he would send replies. Uh, Alex has his own podcast now. It's called Composers. Uh, if you go to our Twitter, I've put a link up for it. It's not about composting. It's not about composting. It's about film scores. And mm. it's actually pretty good. <laughs> I say that badly. but Yeah, like, you know, it sounds like you're surprised. Uh, well, it's a, it, well, it's hard to say. You know, with Alex, it's a, you, the thing is, is I know Alex. So uh, as uh, our archivist uh, Gavin has said, it's very Alexy. <laughs> like it, like Alex says, Alex things, but it's um, it's uh, pretty good. Like they they take a film score and they kind of go through it and dissect it and mention it, or like if it gets reused and other things. And it's if you're interested in that sort of stuff, it's worth a listen. Um, but my real geek pick is a book called Beelzebub's, 
It is a okay. it is a web comic that you can find for free off of Facebook and Instagram under Beelzebubs. And it is a about a family of black metalers out of Finland or Sweden, or I think it's a made up town that they live in. And it's like a little bit of Calvin and Hobbes mixed with like corpse paint, I guess is the best way of describing it. It's a lot of fun. I picked up the book at TCAF because I had heard about it. But it's also one of those things that, like, now that, like, it, part of the, the comic strip involves, like, the the daughter is is fallen for a regular boy, like, who, and then, the, like, you know, is like, well, how could I fall for this boy and, and do things to impress him? So she, like, lights a skull on fire on his lawn. It's kind of like Adam's family, I guess, okay. in some ways. Um, but it has also crossed over in the real world because the... The dad in, like, it's supposed to be kind of like a documentary of this family. And the dad in the, the comic strip has a black metal band. And that metal band now has a real album in our world that you can go purchase. <laughs> and they have okay. made mu- animated music videos with the, the characters. So it's a, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. So it, And it doesn't even cost you anything. If you want to check it out, go to facebook or go to instagram and look up beelzebubs and you can read the comic strip there and if you really like it there you can find it on uh amazon and it's published in north america through top shelf so cool and that is it for this episode Um, oh just a quick plug before we go oh okay uh you'll be able to see us all in a few months at the uh, we might as well keep plugging it before we get yeah, to it. Yeah. At the Elmville Sci-Fi uh, Sci-Fi Fantasy Street Party, yeah, July twentieth. Woo! Um, at Free Comic Book Day, I ran into the organizer. She was there in her uh, Imperial. Uh, oh, was she there? I missed her. Yeah, I they guess. were there. Yeah, uh, and uh, so we were talking a bit, and it uh, sounds like it's really coming along. Uh, they got some of the uh, VFX, or not the VFX, like some of the prop makers from uh, Stargate uh, are going to be there. With some oh, work, with some okay. props and stuff, and I cool. guess they've got like uh, sounds like they have a uh, a working uh, K nine, so oh. completely different oh, show. But they've been, okay. like, you know yeah. f- to go along with uh, everything else. This, cool. this one's uh, Harry Potter themed this year, I think, right? Yeah, but it, it celebrates. But it's, oh yeah, wear my witch's hat. Yes, for sure. Uh, and somebody bring me cake. Yeah, because that's Brent's birthday weekend. Yep. <laughs> and then uh, yeah, Ed's going to be a featured cosplayer mm-hmm. at that one too and uh, it was fun last year Kevin and I were there just the two of us and Ed so now this year the whole crew will be there mm-hmm. if you did bring- we have a table or something <laughs> we get, yeah they gave yeah, us yeah. a table oh, okay. so yeah. I, don't, I don't know they, they haven't really emailed us about everything anything I haven't heard I, I assumed well I thought you, well, we can talk about this after. This, yeah. this is afterwards detail. I know we're going like we've they, had they, to the last so, two years so. yeah if you nope. bring Brent cake, we'll give you some true Northern been there one swag. Year. That was two. We went and, wa- looked oh, and we checked went it out the first year. the first year. First year that's yeah. right. That was the first year of it. We just went and checked it out. But yeah, no. So yeah, we'll see us there in July. And we'll keep cool. plugging away. So in two weeks, we'll have another episode. Um, I think it'll be kind of like a hodgepodge of stuff because there's a bunch of movies that Detective some of us Pikachu are going to see. There's Detective oh, Pikachu. There's John Wick the 3. Ooh, yeah. I and think Godzilla comes up that math. period. Just no. on the oh okay, Godzilla comes out after we would record next episode. Yeah, so yeah. if we if we do it two weeks from just from today, Godzilla would come out that that Friday. So yeah. we let's push, we push it to that weekend. Well, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see what everybody's schedule is. Godzilla! Can't wait! Giant monsters fighting each other. Mm.
I think I'm just going to end the episode on that. Yeah! <laughs> Thank you for listening, and we'll be back in two weeks. Bye! See ya! Set your phasers to sexy! You've been listening to the True North Nerds, recorded at the Utility Cupcake Research Kitchen. Reach the nerds on Twitter at True North Nerds, on Facebook under, surprise, True North Nerds. And you can reach them by email at truenorthnerds at gmail.com. If you like the opening theme song, it's called Set Your Phasers to Sexy by Kirby Crackle from the album Sounds Like You. Please go to kirbycracklemusic.com or look them up on iTunes and buy everything that they have made. You won't regret it. Set your phasers to sexy.